What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Laura. And today we are going to talk about how do you get a job in 2022 and roll the intro. We got two gals from a college town making memories going through the business route with a little experience, a whole lot of ambition to go about their lives on a never-ending mission to share their knowledge everywhere they go. All right, so our quiz today is very riveting. We're going to talk about what breakfast food are you? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we don't know the options because it's on the next page. I could cheat. <laughs> Let me see. I think I know what you're going to be, okay. but we'll just see when we get there. Yeah. Okay. You are what you eat, but do you eat what you are? Time to find Ooh. out. <laughs> We're going to find out today. I also previously took this quiz, so I have my answers in here, but Laura, yes. what is the most accurate description of you when your alarm goes off? Oh, God. <laughs> I cannot tell you how irrationally angry I get when the alarm goes <laughs> off, so I'm here for this. It probably won't represent how angry I get. <laughs> Random side note. I actually was talking today to my mom about maybe getting this alarm clock that fakes like the sunlight in the morning. Oh. So it's it's this dome. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw one today at Target, but that wasn't where I saw it originally. It basically is it simulates it simulates what it's like for the sun to rise in your room or like set in your room. Whoa. So you naturally can wake up. Because I told my mom we put up blackout curtains in my room. Yeah. I said, Mom, I will sleep all day. Yeah. I'm gonna leave them open because yeah. I need to wake up in the morning. Right. Um, so that might help you. Maybe get a little less irrationally angry because it might feel natural. Sure. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll let you once I get mine, you can borrow it. Okay. And we'll see what happens. Deal. Okay. So A, your alarm's going off. And A, you snooze, 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 oh, all right. Okay. Or B, who needs an alarm? My natural clock has me up before dawn. Nope. <laughs> C, good morning, sunshine. No. D, I'm up, but I wouldn't say I'm awake. Mm-hmm. Or E, the thing, oh, that thing can ring all at once. I'm not moving. Snooze. I'm a <laughs> the snoozer. snooze? Mm-hmm. I don't snooze. <clears throat> Can't relate. I know. I'm like, I decided rational me wanted to wake up at this time, and that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Can't relate. So I put good morning, sunshine. I feel like yeah, that's, this yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. What is your preferred caffeinated beverage? A. I don't need caffeine. I'm high on life. <laughs> B. An energy drink. C. Espresso. D. Tea or regular coffee. Or E. A caramel macchiato. Ooh, a caramel macchiato. This is the second question in a row you've answered the same as my ex-boyfriend, and I don't know how I feel about it. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> So bad timing for that question because Laura just cut out soda. Yeah. Unfortunately. Starting today. And watch us listen to this in like January and be like. (laughs) (laughs) That did not last. (laughs) That did not last very long. I'm going to try though this time. Hey, day by day. Day by day. Mm -hmm. So then I put, I don't need caffeine. I'm I'm high on life. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Like I can drink coffee. I'm oh, it's a nice treat. But even just today I was feeling really fine. And then at lunch I got a Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. And I immediately started to feel like crap and got a headache and thought, you know, I don't need this. That's when I said. I'm gonna be like Laura. We're both gonna We're give up soda. It out. Mm-hmm. No more soda. In the morning, would you rather A. Read in bed all morning. B. Go for a run before I start my day. C. Watch 
watch morning shows in my PJs, D, meditate for 10 minutes, or E, read the paper at the table. And what was the original question? In the morning, would uh-huh. you rather? I would rather stay in bed read. Wow, read all morning. Yeah. That's right, Laura's a reader. Mm-hmm. I stopped for quite a while, but I'm back into it. I've been reading um, a book since Tuesday. I'm on page like five or 600. You're making really good headway. Yeah. I slowed down. I didn't read for one or and a half days, and that slowed me down. Well, normally, or I'd be done with it. Yeah, because normally you're like all in. <clears throat> I know. You just read till it's done. Yeah, so that's I can't shocking. stop. The only reason I had to stop was because it was Thanksgiving, so. Thanksgiving! Mm-hmm. We had good Thanksgivings. Um, I said watch morning shows in my PJs. That's just, yeah. that would be chill. That'd be nice. I also picked up reading. After college, if you're in college or high school, you tend to read more on your own because you're not doing it for all kinds of classes. I had too much reading in school. Yeah. So what does your typical weekend look like? A, recovering from Friday night. <laughs> you, but for a different reason. Right. Like, just, just because you're <laughs> just back. existing. <laughs> yeah. B, catching up on stuff around the house. C, catch a yoga class and do some shopping. D, plans with friends and family. Or E, skydiving maybe? You never know what can happen. What was the second one? That's the only one I missed. <laughs> catching Definitely up on one. stuff around the house. Ooh. I mean, you do do that, but... Do you... I say usually it's recovering, though, but for a different reason. So then it, that doesn't count. Okay, okay, then I won't right? do that. Right? Because that's what's tough. It's like, guess that's technically your answer, but then that's going to give a false answer that's at the true. end. That's true. That's not my personality. That's They're thinking, cause... you went out got trashed on Friday night and now you're hungover. I got you. Okay. Plans with friends and family. That was mine also. Mm-hmm. Plans with friends and family. I almost put, I remember taking this the first time and thinking, yeah, skydiving maybe? You never know what can happen. That's <laughs> kind of realistic. Yeah. I love skydiving. Anytime somebody brings it up, I'll go again. I forget sure. that you went. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a fun a fun day. That really was. That was a good one. I remember I everybody was asking, they were all talking about it <laughs> and everybody was trying to pressure me one way or the other or being like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I'll be right back I just went and sat in the bathroom by myself and then walked out all right we're doing it (laughs) just needed a minute yep number five you want a free vacation where are you going the Grand Canyon Morocco Dubai Disney World or Vermont I don't know where these choices came from but that's no I know I'm like uh where are we going on our it's a free vacation so Disney World yeah, I'm pretty big excited. Have you been? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I've been to Disney World twice as a kid, like little, little, and then okay. Disneyland with you and yeah. uh, other folk. <laughs> we went to Disneyland. We did. That was a lot of fun. We went to that. I remember my favorite meal there was at that Aladdin place. I know. That was really good. And then we got tickets to watch the light show or whatever. I still have that recorded. I have it saved. Yeah, oh, I know. That was so it was good. Such, I almost cried. It was so pretty. Oh, was so nice. I love They do a good job at Disney bringing the magic. I put Dubai because okay. I figured if it was a free vacation, yeah. I'll go to Dubai. Yeah. That seems like a really cool place ever since, what movie, Mission Impossible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. How do you get around on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> just, just stuck here. <laughs> also, your car was totaled. Also, also you can't walk. Oh, my God. I don't think that's an option, Laura. You're going to have to pick one. All right, let's see. Well, it's not going to be A, which is bike or walk as much as possible. (laughs) B, public transportation. Okay. C, I ride a Vespa. (laughs) D, I drive, of course. Or E, going places isn't my thing. (laughs) Going places. (laughs) For the most.
most part. Sometimes I need to get out of the house, but I really yeah. can be very content at home. Yeah, you're more of a homebody. I am. Mm-hmm. Or you... bring the party to me is what yeah. you would say. Yeah. Are you the walker? I was going to say I drive. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about getting around, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really walk anywhere. I'll, I'll go yeah. on a hike, but I'm not going anywhere. Right. Just on a hike. Yeah. So I drive, of course, right. is the answer. Okay. Number seven, what's in your fridge? A, ketchup and milk. Yeah. B, frozen pizza and chicken nuggets. C, cookie dough. D, a bag salad. Or E, almond milk and fresh produce. This is a tough one, actually. I have A and B, so I don't know how to answer that. I guess milk and ketchup is probably what's more regularly. I'm trying to figure out what they mean by these answers, right? Because if they're saying that you're the kind of person who, like, only has ketchup and milk, you know, you have condiments and you have cereal. Right. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Or is it... I have no idea how to answer this question, if I'm being honest. I don't either. Because you guys don't eat out. Well... No, we do, unfortunately. (laughs) We're pretty bad about it. We've made a a goal to not. So maybe it is ketchup and milk. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I I put cookie dough. There you go. (laughs) So that was where my head was at at the time. I don't have a fridge currently, so I guess I'm going to go with cookie dough. And you're ketchup and milk. Yep. I mean, that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight, you're ordering takeout. Which menu do you grab? A, sushi, B, pizza, C, Chinese, D, Mexican, or E, sandwiches? D, Mexican. That's true. You do like you yeah. do like that. Almost Chinese is a close second. Mexican over Chinese usually. I feel like I only ever hear you talk about going out to get Mexican. Yeah. Or if we're picking a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, I can it be Mexican? Mexican. <laughs> yeah. So good. I put sandwiches. I love a sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love sandwiches. Random fact about me. Yeah. Apparently some people don't really like sandwiches. Okay. What? I don't know. I can't remember who it was even who I was talking to was just like I'm not really a fan of Subway or any of those it might have been my mom maybe it might have literally been my mom it probably was how punctual are you A on time is five minutes late B I'm always on time C I make a fashionable entrance D if I'm not ten minutes late people look at me funny or E what is time really I wish I was the five minutes is early or is too late you know yeah. whatever um, but I'm more like if I'm the ten minute one whatever that one was if I'm not 10 minutes late, yeah. people look at me funny. <clears throat> That's funny. I put I'm always on time. Yeah. I think usually. Yeah. Or I'm like, I'm going to be late and then I'm right on time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That always happens to me. Which of these describes your floors? Oh, okay. You'll understand when you read the answers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going? Right. A, I haven't seen them in a while. I'm sure they're still there though. Oh. B, clean swept. Mm. C, a bit of dirt never hurt anyone. D, you could eat off of them at a moment's notice. Or E, five second rule. Oh, <laughs> maybe the they're there and swept. So clean swept, or I haven't seen them in a while. I'm sure they're still there though. Clean swept. Clean swept. You do you do pretty much sweep. Yeah. I'm, um, I'll sweep sometimes, but I put a bit of dirt never hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, that was my other, you know, but I was like, no, I could, I'll give myself that. As far as health goes, I sweep pretty regularly. Honestly, yeah, you're not wrong my floors will be once stuff gathers in the corners that i'm like um, yeah maybe i should sweep right <laughs> okay the results are oh in goodness. ladies and gentlemen what breakfast food are you Laura, you got a 37, which means you are the works. Ooh. Which is, we're talking pancakes, bacon, Ooh. eggs, grits, and a biscuit, and you don't skimp on the butter. Yep. You're hearty and all about fulfillment. Life is meant to be lived. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you feel like that one's less accurate? A little less than the other ones, yeah. But it's still pretty good. I love a good pancake too, so. I feel like that is kind of like you though, the works. Mm, okay. When we go to, uh, what's it called? Waffle House. Mm. You get the covered hash browns mm. or the chocolate chip waffle. Mm, so good. Not just a waffle. Right. Only Perfect. chocolate chip waffle. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, that kind of describes you pretty good. Yeah. I got an omelet. Ooh. You are nutritious but zesty. Mm-hmm. Life is about versatility and energy and always with a little sprinkle of cheese. <laughs> All right. So there's our little fun quiz. And then today, Mm -hmm. very serious topic. How do you find a job in 2022? How do you do it? Yeah. I don't know. Yes, you do. (laughs) You know. We didn't really prepare for this. We kind of just thought we're together hanging out. So let's just record the podcast. But Mm -hmm. I think we have an answer. So imagine... We're on a panel and students from our college are like, hey, how do you find a job? Yeah. We would have an answer. Mm -hmm. I know you would. What would you say? What would be your first thing about finding a job just in general? Where to even look for them? Where to look for them? Well, indeed, it's always, you know, makes it pretty good answer. But you know, it is a lot of times who you know. It's not always what you know, it's who you know. Um, And we've talked in a previous episode about the importance of networking. Like if you're in college, if you're not in college, finding people, meeting up with people to discuss discuss possible um, job opportunities or like asking about the career and that networking could eventually lead to a job kind of like in your case yeah or it just gives you an in or something to bring up to build that connection because a lot of times people will recruit you or want to talk to you more because your resume has something similar in industry mm-hmm. or like I got that a lot with people oh well, we're really interested in this experience that you have mm-hmm. and then you know okay I need to play that up a little bit more maybe do yeah. some research but Definitely that. And definitely customizing everything for the job that you're trying to apply for. Like your cover letter needs to be unique to that place. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it when you get the job. You get your money back pretty much. (laughs) And you can morph it too, you know, have a good base. Yeah. And then just change a couple things. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because your experience part isn't going to change much or you can write a couple different ones. That's why it helps to figure out what you're really going for. Yeah. Because then you can you can really tailor all of your pieces of literature that you have for yourself Mm -hmm. to that position. It gets complicated when you're trying to go into different areas. Mm -hmm. I personally hate writing cover letters, Mm -hmm. but I also loved getting them when I was the person hiring. Right. I thought, oh, great. I can actually see why. Because oftentimes you can point out red flags in your own resume yeah hey I took this break from this year to this year to Mm -hmm. figure things out or I had a baby or whatever um I took time for this 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 and now I'm ready to come back in the workforce and this is what I'm looking for and yada yada you can have that space to explain it can be really helpful Mm -hmm. sometimes to get you that interview where they might have just thrown out your resume because of a red flag in a red flag I was listening to the radio the other day and I some guy called in and he was like when I hire people um one red flag that I look at is when I ask the question how soon can you start and they say the next day but their resume says they're working somewhere he's like if they can leave them in one day they're gonna leave me in one day that's insane i would have never said that yeah if i was still working that makes sense though because the two-week notice really is important to not burn those professional bridges yeah i never even thought about that i would how would you even leave a job and just say i'm not coming back i don't know like i guess in really terrible circumstances true but i can't imagine doing that that's you're not just impacting you know your employer you're not sticking it to them you're sticking it to your coworkers. 
and I guess if you hated your co-workers that's another thing but like you know just some you have to have a level of decorum when you're in the professional world mm-hmm. even you have to bite your tongue even when it hurts and I'm not saying bite your tongue against real pieces of injustice but if you have an asshole of a boss like you're gonna have to grin and bear it to a degree to to, uh, to keep that professional relationship because you always you don't want to burn a bridge no. you want to maintain that professionalism even if you're leaving yeah you don't just yeah you don't just be like okay bye you don't know who they're gonna call and check up on in the future right oh how is this employee well uh not great <laughs> yeah and apparently that happened a lot at one of my jobs um in college people would just not show up for their shift like they would be hired and they'd come one day and then just not show up or answer the phone for days after that and I just that always was really frustrating and so I kept like tabs I was like if this person applies again next year mm-mm, there's no chance in hell that they're getting this job well those kinds of jobs are frustrating too when you do have that shift work and somebody has to be there mm-hmm. there's no if ands or buts about it somebody's got to cover the front desk right right so then because you're a good employee they're calling you yeah. hey we need help this person didn't show up well at some point you're gonna get burnt out yeah and tired of it so it's just a really bad cycle mm-hmm. but oh my gosh yeah I could not imagine always give two weeks or somewhere close to two weeks if yeah. you can the closest you can get a week and a half would probably be the shortest I would say so yeah finding a job in 2022 it, it's been, it's been a Especially interesting since COVID. Yeah. So many companies have realized how much of their work can be done remotely mm-hmm. and are taking advantage of that. So I myself have a job up in, um, in the Northeast when I'm down in the Southeast, you know, and I'm working for a company many states away just because I apply, happened to apply when they were went through the COVID crisis and their business went remote. They happened to expand how many people they were like looking at as candidates. So I don't know, you know, without the, the pandemic, that option would have been even available in general for any company. So that's been pretty interesting to And also, I think people too, though, are being very, a lot stricter too about working from home in some aspects. So on the the flip side, companies will specifically say, this is an in-person position. Yeah. We want you to be here. Mm -hmm. And you need to know that that's what they want. Yeah. Because I've even had people who have gotten hired on. We told, hey, you're not going to get to work from home. This is the job that it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Because they need a job and then three months later are still mad they can't work from home well you accepted this job under these terms right so if you're looking for a remote you need to look for a remote if you want hybrid if you want whatever you have to make sure or ask those questions in the initial phone interview what are the mm-hmm. expectations for this job I think it's much more appropriate now to ask that question too yeah first absolutely definitely on every job site that I've seen um they all say in person remote temporary remote you know and you have to ask those questions yeah because be careful about that right especially Especially right now, I don't know about in the future, but at least right now, so many positions are just for now we're remote, but once we're not, you're going to have to be in this location. Yes. So don't apply for a job in Tennessee if you're in um, California and it says temporary remote and you don't have any plans to move to Tennessee. Don't do it because you're lying to the company, you're lying to yourself, you're making everybody's life difficult. Um, And I don't think people have figured it out yet either, which is why I'm especially saying to make sure you read that fine print because when I was looking for jobs and was looking for remote it wouldn't even say temporary remote it was in some kind of asterisk down at the bottom right oh this position
position will have to report to the Charlotte, North Carolina office. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not right. going to be there <laughs> and I'm not going to relocate. So, but I didn't put in a filter. So the filters don't really work because it depends on how the person posts the job and if they don't know how to post it correctly. Right. So you just have to make sure you're reading really fully. But we're talking Indeed. Yes. Where else can you apply? So we got Indeed, LinkedIn, yeah. Glassdoor. Mm-hmm. Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. The company websites, which you can usually yes. find through just a Google search. Yeah. Google has job postings too. Google jobs. I hope we get sponsored by every single one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But other opportunities are Upwork and Fiverr, which are for independent uh, contractors Yeah, to do like data admin stuff, um, graphic design. If you just want to make a little money on the side, you know, you can do that. Or some people do it full time. Like that's what they do for a living. Um, I've recently started my Fiverr account just to, you know, make a little extra on the side, do something. Um, I made it at, like a couple days ago, so it's not been there. But one candidate or one person that reached out to me as a candidate was like, you know, asking me some questions, but then he came came back and he said I'm so sorry there are people who do this for a living that can give more hours yeah that was tough so you gotta you know you must have something (laughs) that's really uh desirable you have to have a unique skill that makes you stand out and like a niche market is good for those kinds of jobs and also with the Fiverr and Upwork and all of those a lot of companies do like to work with the same person so Mm -hmm. if they find a really good person they like to write their blog posts or they like to do whatever they'll continue to go back to you so that's also important to build those relationships if you're in that line of work Mm -hmm. it's even more important I think because you don't have a stable paycheck it's it varies so that's really good and then also you can if you are looking for something Mm -hmm. you build relationships with companies and hey if you guys ever need someone to do this full-time I'd love to work with you I've worked with your it's a good way to scope out companies honestly Mm -hmm. weird way to go about it (laughs) I know this just occurred to me but I mean hey You know, whatever works. It could work. And so I think it's also important to know that people don't post, companies aren't posting jobs everywhere. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that when I graduated college. Right. I thought if there was a job on Indeed, it would be on their company website. It would be also on LinkedIn and also on Glassdoor. It's Mm -hmm. not. Companies have to pay a lot of money to post jobs. So they only want to put it on a platform, on like usually one platform, unless Mm -hmm. they're a major company. Um, They're going to use just Indeed or just Glassdoor. So I I started doing this thing where I would apply for four jobs on each of those platforms. Oh, nice. Because it was all different. Yeah. So, okay, I'll apply for four on Indeed today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'll apply for four on Glassdoor. The next day, I'll apply for four on Indeed and mm-hmm. just see where I get. Because I was getting really discouraged and there's so many jobs right. out there and so many of them are posted as a formality. Right. Which you also have to know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. it sucks. And that's where the who you know part really comes in. Yeah. Well, and it's another reason that professionalism is so important. You never know when something is going to open up like that and you have an opportunity or even when people are jerks to you on Fiverr or whatever and they're taking advantage of you. It always pays to be more um, professional. It always pays off because A, you're, you know, not becoming a jerk and feeling bad later. (laughs) But also B, sometimes they'll respect that and like even if they won't use your service, they'll say something good about you or they'll keep you in mind for the future, you know, and so you never know and professionalism is just so important and I, I guess we'll talk 
talk about that later on too and what that's like but for you know the basics of like being very um respectful and approachable yeah. you know those are the different things that are really important because yeah i think we definitely want to do a deep dive into professionalism because some stuff i think is just baloney mm-hmm. and other <laughs> stuff i think yeah that actually tracks you probably need to make sure you do this this and this but it's mm-hmm. it all really comes back to us being a good person yeah you just are a good person you don't want to you don't just have it out for yourself you mm-hmm. think about the the people around you and how your choices are impacting them yeah if we all did that we'd be in a better place <laughs> right <laughs> i mean we're being honest mm-hmm. uh post-pandemic amber is like we just all did something good for our neighbor we'd yeah. be in a better place yeah okay how do you get a job in terms of how to find one but now you've landed an interview and what are the main things you should get ready for that interview mm. okay yeah resume number one yes. and bring in a few copies just in case there's multiple people in there that is your biggest even if you've sent in your resume always bring physical copies it's impressive they'll mm-hmm. usually have it printed out but it's nice if you can just sit there and go hey i have it here if I you need it, it. If you need yeah it always looks good yep so that's the biggest one obviously well dressed mm-hmm. dress for the job you want i know it's a phrase but really even if the job you want is you know flipping burgers represent yourself well you know yeah. always represent yourself to the fullest degree put your best foot forward mm-hmm, for sure so this is really small but i worked at a company before it was in the aesthetics industry mm-hmm. okay and the person that i was working for didn't hire somebody because of a lot of reasons but she said she's applying to a job in the aesthetics industry and she showed up with really badly chipped nail polish Ooh. and i thought at first i'm thinking that's a little bit shallow right i mean right. why are we really looking at her <laughs> nail polish and she explained it to me. She's like, you're supposed to put your best foot forward. You're here for a job in aesthetics. You either have no nail polish or you have them done well. Yeah. Right? Just take it off. Mm-hmm. Don't come in here and look, you know, whatever. And it's just so interesting. And that's the nitpicky things about professionalism that yeah. I'll kind of go crazy about. But it does make sense. Yeah. If you can paint, just try to fix your nails as best as you can or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or not wear anything. Um, wear a good outfit mm-hmm. or I've definitely had people show up before in different kinds of outfits that I thought weren't very, <laughs> weren't very, weren't very professional, but I try, it's so hard for me though, especially when it's a job that they might, they're going to wear a uniform anyway. Right. And I try to think, I try to remember, not everybody has a nice outfit to wear. Yeah. You know, they know they're going to come here, they're going to get a uniform. So why would they own nice clothes? Right. But just the nicest thing that you have. (laughs) Right. Just the nicest thing you have. The cleanest. Yes. Yeah. And it's so tough and I hate it. And if anybody's watched Made, did you watch it yet? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. That show Made on Netflix. Holy crap. I just thought this system is absolutely a wreck. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's on my to-do list. <laughs> yes. And then in terms of things to prepare to talk about, mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think the main thing to prepare for an interview is what your strengths are. And you taught me this. Oh, okay. Well, so Laura you. taught me something in college. I had an interview for an internship and I was really nervous about it. I get really nervous about interviews. You really do. It's so sweet because it's like, you know you're going to nail it. Like, (laughs) you get hired pretty much every time you interview. But no, you've been hired for every job you've interviewed for. Yeah, but that's, you know, most of them were on college campuses. Oh, shut up. Oh, wow. (laughs) You're good. Laura's a good interview. Um, So she's a good interview. I always get super nervous and I'm just thinking I'm going to trip up and say the wrong thing, which I could have appreciated this advice that we're giving now back then of yeah. just be yourself and if it doesn't work out good yeah you know right good because if they don't like you they're not gonna like you when you work there no so 
good, but Laura told me, you don't know how to answer a question, you just always relate it back to your strengths. Mm. So one of mine is being a good learner. I can Mm -hmm. learn really easily, really quickly. So anytime they'd say something, oh, do you have experience with this? I'd Mm -hmm. say, I'm aware of what that is. I don't have direct experience, but Mm -hmm. I have confidence in my ability to learn because that's one of my strengths that we talked about earlier. Yeah. So that doesn't phase me. You know, kind of just telling them, oh, it's no no big deal. Right. I can figure it out. this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that (laughs) I imparted such knowledge. Yes. That's a good piece of advice. (laughs) You're like, good job. Good task, Laura. (laughs) Good job. Okay. Hey, guys. This is feature Laura and Amber. Um... (laughs) We had to pause this podcast episode because I got sick. It was the day when we originally recorded, it was the day after I had been in a car accident. I was okay, but it did upset my body system, so we had to quit uh, recording, and so it's going to sound a little disjointed. But I believe the last thing we were talking about was the piece of advice that I had given Amber a while ago mm-hmm. about um, about always referring back to your strengths if you don't know an answer to a question. But when you told me it was, you know, learning was one of my strengths, so if there was ever a question that I didn't know, I'd be like, I don't really have experience with that, or I know a little bit about it. You always do like a little bit of research. Okay, I do know a little bit about that, but um, I don't have extensive experience. I'm confident in my ability to learn because that's one of my strengths. Yeah. Something along those lines. And maybe you aren't a super quick learner because I wouldn't say, I would I would categorize myself as a good learner, just maybe not the quickest because I ask really in-depth questions. So I guess I would refer back to my ability to care a, a lot about what I'm doing and to put a lot of work into whatever my project is. So you might not be the quickest learner or maybe you, um, I don't know struggle with that sort of a thing refer back to a strength that you can correlate enough where you're like but I'm confident that I will care about this position enough to put in enough work and learn about this uh, aspect of the job right so that's pretty much all I have really to add there after the fact yeah. I'm sure I had more <laughs> thoughts at the time but I'm excited because we I've been getting on TikTok recommended more career type mm-hmm. videos which is really cool because then we can share that information of not just us but a more wealth of knowledge to anyone who wants to know Mm -hmm. So we found this lady, or I found this uh, video showed up on my For You page, and the username is Millennial Money Witch, which I think is really cool. That's a really cute one. I like that. Yeah. So she was really cool. She was talking about what we were talking about earlier because we had this gap in time that (laughs) we had time to find it. (laughs) I found this video that was discussing what we were discussing. Disgusting. We were discussing. We were discussing Mm -hmm. about how sometimes job boards are not trustworthy because Mm -hmm. they post jobs as formality. Yes. Okay. And she talked about that and she said that, okay, if you can't trust that, how do you find a job? Mm-hmm. And to network. And I thought she had really good advice about networking is not always what you might think it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's you find different companies that you want to work for yeah. and you can go on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and find somebody who's in a role in that company who you can have coffee with or have a Zoom call with or a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who's in the middle yeah. who would know enough but isn't so junior and isn't so senior. And yep. then just connect with them, send them a nice message. She goes into a lot more depth of what you can say in that message. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to link it in whatever description we put this podcast on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can watch it. But I thought that was really good advice because you yep. don't have to know people. And she was talking about how she's an introvert. And so she doesn't want to work a room. She just mm-hmm. wants to meet one-on-one with someone. Same. Yeah. And then it's not necessarily like you're getting the job tomorrow, but now they're aware of who you are. And hey, if mm-hmm. anything opens up or are there positions opening up? Mm-hmm. Do you have any 
friends who are looking for work. That's how you can find a good job. Yeah. And I think you nailed it all on the head there. Like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. No, like that's everything. And I don't really have too much else to add, but... I'm the same way as far as being more introverted. I don't want to go and work a room and start. I mean, I can. Like, I don't enjoy it necessarily. And so I'd rather reach out. And maybe you don't even. She also mentioned she has like an email template, which is important yeah. too. So um, send an email out. And if you don't want to talk on the phone, maybe be like, hey, can you send me some ideas you have? Or can you, you know, like find a way that works for you that you're going to get the necessary info and then they can learn more about you. And she talked about attaching your resume too. I forgot to add that. So when you are sending those emails, attach your resume and say, here's some more information about my background. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So sad news is you might have to work in those pretty crappy places of jobs that nobody wants, Mm -hmm. but then you can get your dream job. Yep. (laughs) That's the that's the goal that's the goal and dream job isn't even necessarily oh this is the place you're going to retire it's just what's going to be really awesome for right now for you yeah we're all going to work jobs that we don't like for some extended period of time but if you can find a job that provides for you enough and that you don't dread going to work every day I think you've done a good job yeah (laughs) but if you have to dread going into work some days like you know Yes, you got it. You'll just get through it because you because mm. you have to. And just start to working towards something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that helps me at least. Yeah. To have a goal and know that I'm taking those actionable steps. I am looking for people on LinkedIn. I'm going to conferences. I'm mm-hmm. asking my friends if they have anything available. Yeah. They know anybody or what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And you're always constantly just trying to better yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember at one job I had, I started taking courses um, on Coursera, which is that where you can take individual courses from different colleges around the country and those are you can either get them as like college credit or just like certificates or you can get your your master's or your bachelor's on there too but like always maybe just take some classes here and there to give yourself a leg up as well or to talk about to another person be like currently I'm taking this class and I'm really enjoying it and it brought me to reach out to you and what are your thoughts on it yeah and finding some common ground even on people's LinkedIn profiles sometimes you can tell what they've done Mm-hmm. I think that you can tell on mine that I was like I did play tennis. Yeah. So if somebody were to reach out to me, hey, also played tennis or whatever. Yeah. Finding that connection would be would mm-hmm. be really cool for sure. And yeah, I just and taking little courses, I think that'd be really helpful. What's that other one? It's not as course a uh, Skillshare. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh my gosh, I get influencer advertised it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you should take this class on Skillshare that I'm taking. And I'm like, okay. But it does. It has, you know, like I think podcast ones or so, I mean, I might be interested in that in the future, but I'm actually going to work towards my MBA. Ah, How exciting. (laughs) I'm so nervous. You're going to do great. It's going to be. She's going to do great. She'll do great. So great. I'm going to take one class at a time. Mm -hmm. So that too, just figure out how to manage it. I mean, I worked with, um, I worked with a medical assistant. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first job out of college, I worked for a a private practice. And so I knew one of the medical assistants was working towards her bachelor's degree. And I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think she took one or two classes at a time. Mm -hmm. She finally graduated recently, which was really cool. Um, she might've taken some breaks here and there too, but I mean, take it at your own pace. You don't always have to, sometimes 
sometimes you have to work. Sometimes yeah. you have to, I mean, do what works for you. Sometimes you can't go back to school right now. Right. That's fine too. Yeah, I am not in a position to go back to school. <laughs> just like mentally, emotionally, financially, none of that. Just got to truck through. But eventually that is a goal. Yeah. Is to go back. And I never thought I would say that. But the last, I would say six months, I've been thinking about it for sure. So I think you're going to do fantastic. And you're good at school. And I know you like to hmm. learn. So. <laughs> I know. I do like to learn. I <laughs> I was, I was just talking to somebody about this earlier because I remember really loving school Mm -hmm. and I remember loving writing essays and loving all of that. But I guess it's just scary to think that you're going to go back to that all of a sudden when you have Mm -hmm. been working in, you know, this real world big girl job situation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but more on that to come. I had a thought, um, if you wanted to briefly talk about why you do get sick or why things do jostle, not like in depth, but just, we can do a later episode where we go more in depth about it but kind of what you're battling with right now and why that might affect some aspects of your life well all of the aspects of your life but (laughs) okay uh so I have a condition a genetic condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome um specifically the hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome um it's a connective tissue disorder that is progressive my joints are not as good as other people's they are more fragile fragile (laughs) so sorry yeah they're more fragile and they're more easily to come out of place or like my disc in my back degenerated really quickly so I had back surgery a couple years ago and now I'm recovering from that and having to do things like a spinal cord stimulator which is all intense and that's what I had at the time of my accident was I had the trial version so I had all these external wires hooked up to a battery, and when the we hit the deer, which we say a deer, but it was a monster of a deer. Like, it yeah. was the biggest deer I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I woke up to that. My husband was driving, and I woke up and, like, screamed. It was really dramatic, but... <laughs> But so it jostled some wires in my back. And I think that that when when I get really overwhelmed or nervous or like dramatic things like that happen in life, my insides get messed up too. So like my stomach, um, because connective tissue is everything in our body, right? Like it affects even my eyes. I have to get special contact lenses because my eyes don't dilate and shrink the way they're supposed to. The elasticity in them are kind of wonky. So well, your eyes, your teeth. Yeah, your, my teeth are all. You, I mean, you'd be surprised how much is affected by connective tissue. For real. And it's, and so I had gotten sick to my stomach too. So it was like all these different things at play. So I was like, Amber, I am so sorry. I'm out. <laughs> I have to stop. It, well, and I thought I would come back, but I did not come back. And she had to like lock up and <laughs> leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great to have friends that are so willing to be accommodating like that. Because I feel like there are a lot of people that would be annoyed or that would be like oh you're just being dramatic or you know whatever but like the fact of the matter is it's my life and I've had to make accommodations for myself and when I recognize my body is not doing well I have to say okay like I gotta I gotta tap out because then I'm gonna spend too many spoons which is the spoon theory of we all get x amount of spoons a day to use so like maybe you have 10 spoons a day well how are you gonna divvy them out I have less spoons than most people or it takes me more spoons to do simple tasks So, like, if I have 10 spoons a day, just getting up 
and maybe sweeping the floor might take four of those spoons. Whereas the normal person, it might take one or two. So I have to be very cognizant of how I'm spinning my spoons and that I don't use the next day's spoons and stay in some sort of spoon debt because I've been there before. Yeah. That's why I work from home now in a part-time position is because it's better on my body and I'm able to accomplish much more in my daily life, like on a personal level for my house and my relationships. I'm able to do more because I don't spend them all at work. So that's kind of the basics of why I am the way I am. (laughs) And it's a progressive disorder. So early, early signs that you didn't know Mm -hmm. were even signs of having this would be the one time that Laura told me she broke her foot getting up from a nap. (laughs) Which I'm always getting up from a nap first off. (laughs) And that was in high school. I'm thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, you broke your foot. How did that happen? Well, I woke up off the couch and And I uh... stood up and I heard a snap. (laughs) And and I also, when I was three, I broke my tibia, which my mom, who's a retired nurse now at the time, told a doctor friend of hers like, oh yeah, my daughter broke her tibia. And he looked at her and he was like, Betty, three-year-olds don't break their tibias because most three-year-olds legs are elastic enough that they kind of bend with the force so they don't Mm -hmm. snap. Mine, because my connective tissue just snapped just so bad. And it was right below my knee. I still suffer from musculoskeletal pain from it, um, which is another thing. So I suffer from chronic pain, not just from my back, but also um, musculoskeletally. Like my joints will just flare up. Like I have an arthritic back, some arthritic hands, that sort of stuff. So it's great to have friends that understand and still love me and support me and know that it's not a, it's not a reflection of how I feel about anybody. Like the fact that I didn't come out wasn't because I didn't want to spend more time with you. It was because I just couldn't and I knew I couldn't and I knew I'd be a better friend if I didn't. I think that... That, um, in a lot of ways, you know, you've learned how to do that for yourself. And mm-hmm. also, it was good to have a name yes. or know what was going on because... I mean, I'm not going to lie, and I have told Laura this before. I was just, I just, lately, I've been more open about it. Because I said, Laura, I'm going to be honest. I really thought you just didn't want to hang out with me in college. And that's why, because we would spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. And we would go eat dinner. Or I'd be like, yeah, we're going to go eat dinner in the dining hall. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm too sick. I can't go. Or I'm sick. Or I've been in the bathroom, like, all morning. You're always in the bathroom all morning. (laughs) Like, what the heck? Are you okay? And then, well, it started out as me being, thinking, oh, maybe she just needs more space from, like, hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll mm-hmm. try to make those adjustments. And then I thought, okay, well, if she really doesn't want to hang out with me, then, oh, no. okay, maybe, like, I just had kept thinking it. And then it got to the point of, if she's serious, what the heck is wrong with her? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's, gosh. I, it's an unfortunate thing in it. Like, I was always very aware of how it probably was coming off, but I didn't know how to articulate it without it sounding crazy because I didn't have a name for it. I just knew, you know, like I'm literally sick and in the bathroom almost every day because I also have IBS, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, TMI, but like here we are. Yeah. So like I'm, and that's part of, I think, my condition. because It all is. It's all connected. <laughs> so I was literally... And you're in college, and when your anxiety's up, your stomach issues are worse, and that was true for me. So well, then it was a cycle of you're anxious and you're stressed, and then you're sick, and then you're stressed about the fact that you're sick all the time. Yes, and then you're, and it was just never ending. Yeah, for sure. So I'm glad that post grad we got to talk about that and yeah. be like, no, it really was not a reflection of you. It was a reflection of me figuring out what was going on and not knowing how to say it without sounding like I had like Munchausen's or something. Mm-hmm. You know. 
know? And so now I can be like, oh no, like literally I have something that to my DNA level is wrong. And I think that you also realized after being sick so much, you started to explore that more Mm because you weren't really, not not that you weren't doing anything about it, but But you weren't going to those specialist appointments. Right. um, Because I think you did think maybe to some extent that you were crazy. Like there's nothing actually wrong with me and I'm just... And once you started going to those appointments and they all were raising eyebrows, like, what is going on here? Yeah. It wasn't (laughs) until I had my back surgery that my mom's cousin reached out. Um, My mom's cousin has a daughter. So, like, I don't know, my second, third cousin, something twice removed. I don't know. (laughs) She... Um, she just was diagnosed with it. So my mom's cousin was reaching out to say, hey, and by it, I mean Ehlers-Danlos. She was reaching out to my mom to say, hey, do you know anybody? Because that's part of the diagnostic criteria is also having somebody in your family that has it. Usually it's more in your immediate family, but I think it's so, like it's a 50-50% chance you pass it on to your child. So if you have a relative that has it, you more than likely have it. So once she reached out and my mom started doing research, my mom was like, this really sounds like what's going on yeah because it was all these different aspects of my life and now we have some answers and I can say I gotta take it easy or I you know I need to take the day but I still love you I just gotta yeah. you know for my for my body and it's su- it sucks being trapped in this body it feels like sometimes but I'm still trying to be grateful like but I can still walk but I can still you know go outside I can still play with my dogs I just have to be more cognizant while I'm doing it to protect myself because my joints will wear down faster my back mm-hmm will get worse um it's just finding ways to manage it in the meantime so that I can live the most fulfilling life that is possible so yeah absolutely and we're excited for the real spinal cord stimulator yes that thing when I had the trial which was one week long it really worked like Mm -hmm. I felt more like myself than I had in a long time all of a sudden I just didn't hurt like I still would and it would feel like it was almost about to start hurting like the aches would start up but it just didn't ever like fully launch and so then when I would have my pain medication in addition to the uh, spinal cord stimulator, man, I could do anything, it felt like. It was so yeah. nice. And they were saying, well, if your results were so great with a trial, it's going to be even better with the real thing because the trial only has like, I don't know, 10 settings of things you can manipulate. The real thing has over 400. So I'm going to have 390 more <laughs> options of things to manipulate to find the right combo for me. So man, and I got like 70, 80% relief with it by itself without pain medication, which is incredible incredible um so we're, we're making moves yeah we're getting there so um and then I'm also making moves with my teeth getting people like ha- I have an amazing dentist up in Duluth who's fantastic and is helping me with I had okay I had one cavity about a year ago within six to eight months I had 12 because again my enamel was so worn down because my connective tissue is so messed up that like and nothing's changed you didn't stop brushing your teeth right or yeah no it just it because cavities already breed other cavities and that's for anybody but for me it's like accelerated and I remember the guy he was doing my last couple of cavity fillings and he was like here were teeth <laughs> like he kept yeah. making comments and he would say like he had to keep giving me numbing injections because it like kept hurting and he was like I know it's because you have no enamel here like I'm so sorry this is just going to be uncomfortable like sorry and he was so nice about it so we got all those cavities filled all 12 to three sessions 
Um, next we're gonna do crowns and then we're gonna do veneers and we're gonna have a healthier. What, crowns, Invisalign. And crowns, Invisalign, then and veneers. veneers. Yeah, I'm not sure on the order and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to add into all that, but. That's really good. I feel like we've maybe mentioned it a couple of times before but that there really... was something <laughs> going on. But yeah, if you're gonna listen to this at more than once, <laughs> you'll hear us talk about it and that's really what we're talking about. It's really, yeah, a whole new world that I've even been exposed to. Yeah. And how frustrating it is. So we'll definitely have to talk more about it, about like mm-hmm. the struggles that you face because of maybe other people who are drug seeking and now yeah. you're being denied care. Stereotyped. Yeah. And, yeah. And also what it looks like in a career field for me. Absolutely. Like, cause at my one job, I knew I wasn't able to keep up anymore and it mm-hmm. showed in my performance. And so being chronically ill and how to, how to, you know, move around with that in the uh, professional world and in college, cause I was chronically ill in college. I just didn't know. Cause I used to be a tennis athlete, you know, yeah. and that's how progressive this thing went. I went from being a, a, a like a collegiate athlete starting from high school, then to college and playing tennis. And then within in two years of playing college tennis, I had to stop. And I remember like your biggest pain initially was your shoulder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then that became obsolete yeah. when you're... <laughs> I your forget back. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, my back just started up, and we had an athletic trainer who was one of the first people to ever make me feel crazy Yeah. about what I was experiencing, and she one time snapped at me because I was like, I would go and see her all the time to have her, you know, work on my back and massage it out and whatever, and I remember one time she, um, I went up to her during practice, and I was like, hey, blank, I said, hey, like, my back's still really hurting, and she said, see, Lara, I would help you, except it only ever seems to be happening when you're playing tennis or when you're at practice and that just seems really odd to me and she's like yelling this in front of like all of my teammates yeah but if you didn't want to play you would just quit the team that's what I'm saying like I like (laughs) I wasn't getting a scholarship to be there right we were what division division three division three it was it was wild she was one of the first of many (laughs) to Mm -hmm. make me feel crazy but um I've started learning how to stand up for myself and being like no I hurt yeah (laughs) I would love to play tennis I would love to, but can't. It hurts, but we're making moves and we're getting there. Well, I guess that's the end of this episode. So it was as disjointed as it may be, (laughs) Um, but we got through it. It took two days, but we made it. Um, So thank you guys for listening. If there is one or two of you here. (laughs) Hello, people of the world. We love having you here. All four of you (laughs) that are probably our mom and dad and brother and sister. We really just want to help people. Yeah, and it's also just fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. We want to help people and it's our hobby. Mm -hmm. And if nobody listens, I'm honestly okay because you know there's going to be that one teacher at some random high school that finds our podcast and plays it in their classroom <laughs> and probably bleeps out a couple of words that we may say here oh, or there. Gosh. But thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a great day and a great week, and keep on trucking. Just have a good time. <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.